I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for February 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is bitterly disappointed about the AFL Women's League. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day Michael, how are you? I'm alright. Right. Now I, I went along to support what I thought was going to be a great competition. Mm-hmm. So I, I arrived at Princess Park, 20-25,000 people there. Great game, the girls run out. No one told me. I thought it was going to. I thought it was lingerie football. Oh God! How was I not told this? <laughs> All right. I thought there was because I saw like I, I've been to uh, many venues on King Street in Melbourne. Yes. That play the lingerie football out of America, mm-hmm. and I thought we were picking that up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went, and I'm, apparently it's not. I'm going to join. I'm going to introduce our guest so we can get some class in this room. <laughs> Please welcome returning. For the second time, uh, Melbourne supporter Vic Healy. Hello, Vic. Hi, guys. Were you as disappointed as I was? Look, okay, I, I, I'm not disappointed. And honestly, mm. Adam, how can you not just to you know completely dismiss that you think I'm going to bring some class to this? But how can you not get a boner mm-hmm. with those girls? Out there, dressed the way they are. Never said I didn't get a boner. Okay. <laughs> I did not state that. No, I, I went to the. Uh, you went opening the first game. first game Friday. Yeah, it was the one at uh, Prince Collingwood. Oh, Collingwood. You hipster. It was fantastic. Take me through it. Take through the uh, the, the few hours of the day. So, like, uh, probably from about one till six, didn't think about it at all. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I went and uh, got some dinner, and uh, I live very close to Princess Park. Not because I'm a Carlton fan; it's just coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like I know you don't live near Glenferry, Michael, but you did. You are going to move out to Dingley, aren't you? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going <laughs> to be, get a room there. Yeah, yeah, close to the Hawks. I own a few properties around the Waverley Ground. Yeah, no, it's mm. a good idea. Yeah, it's a good. Idea. So you can spy on your own team. Yeah. <laughs> get excited about it. So anyway, I uh, cycled down there. The the uh, traffic was mayhem. Hipster, he did cycle <laughs> yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. unicycled down fixie. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, traffic was mayhem. You can remember why it's not a great ground for. Major games. Yes. There's nowhere to park. It's all permit parking. Do they have a car park though, like in the in the parklands there? Uh, I did see some cars parked there, but I don't think they'd expected as big a crowd as they. Yeah. Well, clearly they didn't expect as big a crowd. So people were driving everywhere. People were parking illegally, and mm-hmm. I think, I think the local council, the Yarra Council, made like twelve thousand bucks in fines. Fines. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they love the women's league. Did they yeah. have the? Uh, <laughs> did they have the old? Old Italian and Greek dudes part letting people park in their front yard. I didn't see any of that. We just kind of rode straight to the ground. But if there's money to be made, those were the days. Yeah, those were the days. I remember going to the Melbourne Show a few years ago, and uh, I was, was going to say they do it for the for the race. It was the very, races. It was very difficult to find a parking spot, and so there mm. was a guy kind of just waving us into his front yard. And my friend said, "Oh yeah, let's. Oh, this is the throwback. Let's do this." And uh, and then. A thousand dollars later, <laughs> leaned in and said twenty dollars. We're like, what the? F-? Twenty bucks isn't bad. But you're already in there. Bucks. And then I walk away. I hand my car keys to a complete stranger, yeah. and then walk away and go, well, it's in the hands of the gods now. <laughs> Wait a second. Why did you have to hand your car keys to him? Because he has to move cars around to kind of fit, fit more in. 
so I'd be moved to the front, and then you know when yeah. I come back, he'll he'll move oh, me out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a delicate operation. You know how hard it is to file a serial number off an engine block <laughs> when you don't have access to the bonnet. <laughs> so we arrived at uh, the uh, at Princess Park, as I as well, it's known as Icon, Icon Park, Park. Obviously, that's how everyone knows it. Mm. Um, parked the bikes and kind of it was a huge seat. So this is probably about twenty past seven. So mm. we got there pretty late. You could just see thousands of people pouring around from the Royal Parade side of the ground, which is sort of like the front entrance of the Blues, people pouring around to go in the southern side entrance. And even then you could see it was kind of crowded. And then when we went into the, um, into the official AFL launch... Because you were hobnobbing, weren't you? I was. Yeah. There was a lot of nobbing and hobbing how going did, on. How did you manage to hobnob? Look, I don't want to give away trade secrets, Michael, mm-hmm. but, you know, if there's a... If they're launching something, they want me there. You went in as Rebecca Judd's nanny, didn't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you carried a couple of twins. I said I look after um, Beck Judd Loves, the you were, website. You were in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> yeah. And so we went straight in. And, uh, yeah, it was just in there and it was amazing atmosphere. Yeah. It was fantastic. Would have been the walk-up. How exciting is the walk-up when there's that much of a crowd, especially if it's suburban footy like that? It, it was really good, except because we got there so late, you could you could feel the stress of people not getting in. Oh, so right. kind of the people who weren't in would just start to get a bit like, where do we go in? There's, yeah. You know, there's no chance of getting in, all that sort of stuff. And so Gillan McLaughlin was walking around, hmm. and Bash at quarter him. time, you could see he was really stressed. I think oh. he realised that people were locked out. Hmm. There were no, you know, they're going, why don't you put up a, a screen in Princess Park and let us watch there? And also a concern, like, when I saw the people kind of climbing fences to get in, mm. you begin to think kind of Hillsborough, don't you? So you, you yeah, don't want that Yeah, did have a of, bit of that You don't want that kind of stress, it. yeah. Um, Gil had to get, he came out to apologise. Yeah, he came yeah. out to apologise and they showed, someone filmed it and they put it on the... Uh, on, on the news, and people were saying, you know, we can't get in, what are you doing for us and stuff? And then one guy, it's like, grow a fucking brain, idiot, just goes, why did you make it free? I noticed that as well. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. mate, is that, that's the point, is it? Do you think that that's the reason if you had to charge 10 bucks, we wouldn't have got this kind of yeah, crowd? because yeah. everyone who went is a tight ass? And it's not like, oh, we had, it. not like we had a, uh, we didn't have warning that it wasn't going to be free, that it was going to be free. Like, yeah. Like, the, this, this isn't news. I've got a feeling, though. You, you've got the, the ground in Hipster Central, Carlton North. You know, that's where all those uni students are. Mm-hmm. They've probably gotten their free meal from Abbotsford Convent, cycled down, and that's why. That, it was their entertainment for that night. No, Did you, you, you could get booze there? Uh, I don't, in, in my section, of course. Yes. Of course. Champagne. Was, yeah, champagne verve. Uh, whatever you needed. But, no, see, I, I think because of the, the issues with the parking and stuff around there, I think people came from a long way away. Really? And they didn't, re- they didn't understand. They said trams were packed. Yeah. Uh, there's no train station that's close to that ground. Like, everyone says open up Princess Park again. And as a Carlton fan, it was great. But mm. it's not a great ground to get to. Do you think... Uh, if they move Princess Park to, like, near Richmond Station, yeah. it would be great. Do you think they should get the football back there? I think for, say, if GWS played... Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, perhaps. <laughs> then, yeah, I think it's a great ga- ground. If you've got 15,000 and it's 80% full as opposed to yeah. the MCG, which is, you know, 20% full. Because they've done a bit of work to the pocket, so it's taken away for your seats. Is that, is that a training area? Uh, so that's where the Carlton kind of – that's where the gym and all that sort of yeah, stuff is. maybe so offices as well. There. But yeah. is it, does it look pretty much the same? Like, is it same kind of capacity, roughly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks pretty similar. Oh, they probably lost maybe 10,000 seats out of that, but they said Ooh. there was 25,000. But if you're going to make it back to a, a normal ground, maybe you just Bolts' office is like a super box. <laughs> yep. You pay a bit extra, you get to go through Carlton's game plan, which is not much at the moment, <laughs> and you get to go in there. I, I think it could work as, as, a, as a ground again. I think it's great. Okay, and now, Vic, you went down to Casey. 
Yes, very similar. <laughs> uh, that was the Melbourne Lions match? Yes. Yeah. Uh, very similar. Uh, I mean, people talk about Casey being like the, the spiritual home of football. <laughs> that is where you go to. Now, where, where is Casey in Melbourne if you're not the, from Melbourne? It's a spiritual home of football in Cranbourne East. Okay, there you go. So you drive an extra 20Ks and you're basically on French Island. Okay, uh, that's nice. So was that maybe an hour out of heart, heart of Melbourne? Y- uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but it was a similar atmosphere, except no one's walking. Oh no, no, what you're saying? A lot of people driving there. Yeah. Obviously, there was no public transport out there, and it was mental. People driving up on curbs. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's almost one of those grounds that like there's no um, stands. There's just the hill. So yeah. I was hoping to get there early and drive up on the hill so I could <laughs> oh, see yeah. my car. So you're, all right. so you're living in delusion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the real uh, diehards were there, oh, I swear, probably four hours before the match even started. Yeah. Um, all set up. They knew there was going to rain, so they had their rain gear on. Oh, it was, it was mental. And then when the rain came... Well, they, everyone... had to pause, they had to pause the game for lightning strikes, didn't they? Yeah. How was that? Is that exciting? Where were you hiding? No, no, you don't hide. You stand next to a goalpost, so you're, <laughs> so you're earthed. <laughs> uh, so they've they've got um, on the side that we were on. Uh, so not the main pavilion, the opposite side. Uh, there was only two undercover areas. Yeah, that's it. And the, the diehards though, were, they were ring, like right around the ground, and they were totally into it. Uh, every almost everyone surrounding me knew the girls by their first name. Yep. I'm like, oh shit! I better get, uh, yeah, get involved. up to scratch yeah. with my names. Like I am, I'm like, oh, there's Daisy. Uh, mm. That's it. Yeah, they're calling them all by their first name. So I think they just had a a lot of their. There's a lot of support out there, which is exciting. Very exciting. Was there a record? There was a record. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, got one for the um, the first game. Yeah, which I thought, you know, I'll I'll flog in 15 years. Yeah, cool. It'll be worth a lot of money. Well, at the minute, we're looking at the games here. So, uh, Fremantle and Brisbane are uh, kicking off so oh, tonight. Tonight, Sorry, we're doing it's about 2 o'clock Melbourne time. Was yours ticketed? Are you talking about your holding on to your tickets? No, 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 the footy record. Oh, the footy record. They had a oh, footy, footy record, record at the game. Mm. Yeah. It was great. What, what did you think of the actual the standard? Um, I was... Although uh, yours would have been pretty scrappy because it was very wet. Yes. Um, and so, I went with my girlfriend who... Is not a fan. Like mm-hmm. you got introduced just then as a not not a, uh, a fan of women's football as a joke. Yep, you're a big fan. I can tell. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, is she a she's, hater? She's a hater, a hater, but with one eye on the TV still. You know, okay. one. Eye, you know, she came with me, but boy, was she uh, not not really participating in the atmosphere. Okay, how come? Right. Why is she a hater? Uh, but one. I think the standard. Uh huh. So she likes AFL. She loves her footy, like just diehard uh, Hawks fan. Uh-huh. Oh god. Uh, yeah, I know. So we need more. You think <laughs> well. You think very well, Victoria. <laughs> and uh, so she she says the standard's not there. But then again, uh, I reckon there's a bit of jealousy coming out because here is a lady who whose sporting prowess is. Probably the most, uh, the best unseen uh, we've ever seen in Melbourne. 
she picks up any sport like that. Oh, okay. So she's disappointed she's not getting a game. So you were saying before she played for like a St Kilda team last year? So she, not last year, no, no. This is probably five years ago. Gotcha. Loves her footy, gives it a go at the uh, amateur level. (laughs) She played one game. She's like, yeah, kicked a couple of goals. Uh, But she never went back because she said she saw two girls being stretched off with ACL injuries that Uh, game. Never do it again. Sure. You don't want to have a major injury to impact upon your amateur life. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's all part of the fun. Yeah. Doing your knee. Getting time off. What does she do in real life? Uh, real life, for, <laughs> for, for a living. She's doing. Uh, she's a, a trained uh, social worker. But uh-huh. Doing construction at the moment. Okay, construction. There you go. You can't be walking around in crutches doing that. Mm. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I used to play with the guy who was a plumber. He broke his leg in like two places and couldn't work for really? eight months. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. Did, did you ever? Did you consider playing? Like when they announced the start of the league? Because there's a few older players getting Whoa, around. Adam. I'm, I'm Devo. Look, no, we can talk about this. I'm. Oh, there's a part of me which I'm devastated that I'm. I'm I missed the boat. Mm-hmm. If this thing was around when I was at high school, um, look, uh, no, no, I'll take that back because I'm not, I'm not good at sport. I've, I've, I know that. Uh, so you like but, the idea that you could have. But my girlfriend yep. could have walked into one of these teams. In fact, mm-hmm. she still reckons she could walk onto one of these teams and kick a couple of goals. Yep. Well, if you're playing out of the square, I mean, I still think I can get a game for the Blues. But, you know, it doesn't mean I will. Yeah, there's that moment in uh, every man's life when the uh, Australian cricket captain becomes (laughs) younger than than you. And you go, oh, I think I've probably missed my vote by now. If you can bowl leggies, (laughs) you can still get a game. Have you thought about, like, what the... they're competitive. They're competitive out there. There've been some big hits. Mm. Uh, I think yeah, I watched the one on uh, between the D's and Lions. Meg Downey got teamed, uh, towed up by Sophie Casey. Yes, she kind of put her head into into her shoulder. Yeah, she kind of ducked a bit, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. and there she were got... three reports last week as well. Dude, there were three suspensions. Yeah, thugs. Jeez. This is great. It's dirty. I don't want my I don't want my children watching this. <laughs> These thugs out there. Yeah. Do you, yeah. What do you think the sledging would be like? Did, um... Would you go? I oh, fuck your dad. <laughs> Do you mix it up? I wonder how it compares, yeah. What would you say if you're out there? You got a sharp tongue? I could smell your crutch. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's good to know. Fucking Hopefully hell, they I, don't mic anyone up. I can't believe that just rolled off my tongue. No, but see, if you're in the moment of competition, that's the sort of shit you need to say when you're out there. Yeah. You know, your labia majora's hanging out. <laughs> Stuff like that, just to get into that. Michael, that's what the ladies would say. I'm not saying I want to hear Can that. Can you never introduce me as being classy? Because it's never been me. Just so you know. We've got the Crows on top of the minute and the Blues are second, mate. Absolutely. The two wins and then uh, Brisbane and Frio are playing later on tonight. So Now, Michael, your, your team, uh, Hawthorne doesn't have a, a women's team. Do you no. have a side that you're picking? No, I really, I can't say I have by the fact Trust. I think it's weird to, to not barrack for a Hawthorne team. Okay. Yeah. Spoken like a true Hawthorne supporter. Yeah, I kind of go, I look at the teams and I go, like, so, you know, I jump on Carlton. Yeah, and I'm like, it, like, but Carlton's not my Yeah, no, team. you feel dirty. Yeah. After the game on uh, last night, the D's uh, pies, which they're already saying is probably the game of the uh, entire season, mm-hmm. would you jump on the D's bandwagon? Uh, I mean, you I, nearly merged with them 20 years ago. I suppose yeah, exactly. looking at them, I suppose looking at them, I think it'd be the D's or the doggies that you would go for. 
Uh, I can't jump on Carlton. I can't jump on Collingwood. And an interstate team I can't really relate to. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm completely with you. If Carlton did have a team, it yeah. would be very hard for me to you know grasp any other... Be a toss of the coin between the Doggies and Melbourne, probably leaning towards Doggies. Doggies. Because... because uh, They're the Premiers. Get on the bandwagon. Oh, God. Yeah. Come on. And also, I feel... I feel uh, <laughs> I was about to say something really rude about Doggies fans. Um, but, uh, yeah, those would be the two. Yeah. All right. Did you notice yesterday I was watching the Adelaide game and I uh, texted a friend who is working at the footy, but a lot of the girls had something taped behind their left ears yesterday. Yes. And I thought, is either something's going on, there's either a lot of deaf, deaf people <laughs> in this team. So I texted my friend and they're concussion sensors. It is a concussion sensor. What? So you put them yeah. behind your ears. It's uh, to movement sensors behind the ears to measure the effects of body contact. Uh, it's a neurological and neurological testing. Um, so basically, it will uh, test like if you get a, a big whack when you land on the ground and stuff. It'll tell you what kind of impact you, you had and mm. how many times you should have those during a game, I guess. So, so basically, we've given up on the men. We've gone. You're all fucked. You, you're brain dead. But we don't want to. There's still hope for these guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've started out with the ladies. They've started with a clean slate. So yeah, let's yeah. just see if we can, you know, keep them not being, you know, pissing on each other in nightclubs, kind of thing. <laughs> well, there's even a, a thing for them, the AFL APA, AFL, AFLPA, yeah, about the GPS trackers. So they want to make them public for the broadcast. But then the AFLPA were expressing some concerns about security or. Ads. I um. I watched the Super Bowl last week. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Watched it until Gaga, and then I'm like, well, this game's done and dusted. No, you're right. And then I turned it on. Yeah, yeah. We won't tell you what happened in the second half. Yeah, There's no, nothing yeah. good. But I, I can't. I bloody hate that game. And the way that technology is uh, uh, just uh, in every part of that game, like the um, uh, they've got – quarterback vision you can actually see what the quarterback is seeing i don't know about that no 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 you can tom but brady. i was watching that game tom brady has a chip in his brain <laughs> <laughs> after dark it gets very interesting <laughs> yeah did you so you you didn't see that I, i've not seen i'm an avid watcher of american football i've not seen that is that maybe a little camera on the helmet though no. No? No, I'm no, positive no, there's no. not. So there's a, one of those fly cameras oh, that hover behind him oh yeah that, oh yeah. yes yes now we've seen that I'm telling you, it had... It's oh. a bit closer, you mean. But yeah. that's, be, that's because it's a one-directional game, so you know where it's happening, whereas yeah, AFL yeah, yeah, could yeah. go anywhere, you, mm. the, the, the camera could get hit. So you can lower down behind Tom. And yes. also the, 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 the idea that the ball isn't going to go so high, like when concerned about the AFL is that they kick it up in the air yeah. and hit the camera. but also it's always going to be behind Tom and he's throwing in one direction, mm. so I think that can work. But it is a game that is built for television. I think they've struggled with that for the AFL, but why can't they, have, why can't they tell us the GPS? Like, are we going to learn running patterns? I'm not totally Ooh. sure. I'm not totally sure, unless it's like they don't want clubs to share that information. But I'm not totally sure what you're going to find out about someone running at because don't, 17 like kilometres an hour. You know, whenever a midfielder's played a good game, they went, oh, he ran 17Ks today, the umpires have run 12Ks. Yeah, yeah. I always imagine if you landed on the GPS, because it sits at the top of your spine. Oh, here we go. Here we that go. that would hurt. Here we go. The union is worried the mm. reputation of certain players could take a hit Ooh. within the industry if other clubs know about their running weaknesses. So it's really just like if you're, you're looking Jesse after your, Hogan. If you're, <laughs> yeah, you're looking after your fatties. Yeah, so if you're yeah. just not putting in, that people are going to know about it. People are going to be calling over the fence. You only ran eight kilometres last Saturday. Yeah, oh, you don't, you don't need a GPS to see Hogan not be able to run. <laughs> <laughs> he is the slowest man out there, but we'll take him. 
Well, I guess, too, that might uh, expose players, although you would know this from interchange rotations, but who can just... Because it would tell you your speed, how long you ran for. Mm. If a player's only good in bursts, then you might put someone up against him who's, you know, got bigger, bigger tank than him. Because it's all about the tank. I don't think it's too much of a problem. I don't, don't think people need to be too worried about it. I think we do. Hey, they did a bit of a trial run with uh, St Kilda a few weeks ago, Adam. Oh, here we go. Victoria. What'd they do? They did. Uh, they trialled the zones. You know, they've been talking about cleaning things up a little bit. Mm. So they got went down to St Kilda. Our game's too congested. Went down to lovely Seaford and they trialled games where uh, they needed to have two or three pairs of players yep. in the 50 metre arcs. In an so intra-club game? At a stoppage. So once there's a ball up, then you yep. have to go run back. Run back to uh, the 50-metre arc. Oh, so you could leave it during play, yeah. but as soon as the ball went out of bounds or there was a ball up, yeah. run back oh, inside run the back. 50. Yeah, so a few umpires watched it. A few people, they had Football Supremo, Mark Evans, down there. That's a nice little title, Football Supremo. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's on his, on his door? Yeah, Football, <laughs> on his business cards. Football Supremo sounds so what would like Gil a have? pizza. Football Dictator? Yeah. Uh, Football overlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> overlord is nice. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it would be a long time before they bring that kind of stuff in. But they have been you mean talking like next about year? it for a while. Well, <laughs> have you ever met... Sorry, have you ever met... Have you ever heard of a, another code which has such transient rules? I, I'm over it. I'm over it. How much do they change, change it in the uh, NFL? You'd be across that more than me. Well, it's pretty rarely. The one, the one change they did make was uh, they moved the extra point back a bit further and that, that has opened up games a little bit, but they needed to change that. But mm-hmm. in terms of rules, like the way the AFL does it, nowhere there, near as there much. There are three, three or four every year, sure. Yeah, and yeah. they're always talking about things that they've got to do to change it, to open it up. I mean, yeah. curling has been a lot of rule changes in, yep. the, <laughs> in the 20 years I've been watching it. But I can't remember too many in cricket that have been noticeable. No, probably only the short ball has been the really... Yeah, I mean, eventually I'm hoping they're going to bring in you know, one hand, one, ba- one bounce. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. That, that keeps it moving. But no, I, AFL, the one that they that I really liked in the uh, pre-season game was when the ball bounced off the point post and it was play on. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked that. Mm. But that's about it. Start a new code, mate. With Start an open game. New game AFL nines. Well, was it, it was yeah. AFL nines last year, wasn't it? That yeah, they, I think they so. put the rules out. Like, I think it's okay at the minute. A third man up, I'm a bit confused about because I'm at, that's their own stats. I would have thought that that actually cleared congestion. I agree. Uh, and also, what's Jordan Lewis and Bliff Caps going to do now? Uh, their careers are over. Uh, and I, I don't want to see like uh, last person to touch it. It's a kick in. Like I don't want to see that one cause no, because then you're going to see handballing into people's legs and so you, you get the free. You do a desperate smother and it bounces off you and it's your fault. And you you want to reward desperate smothers. You do actually. <laughs> if anything, I want desperate smothers. That's a new TV show I'm working on. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I can't really think of any. Uh, like the uh, rush behind, like. That's worked out pretty well. Yes. And I think they say they're even going to try and get a bit tighter on it this year. Look, you know what? You've said about, what, six or seven new rules that have changed in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm already lost. I can't even recall some of the ones that you've just mentioned. In no. I just mean, if you bring a, uh, a person who's never seen the, the uh, code to Melbourne, watch a game, they are confused already. Then uh, take him to an NAB match. Far out. It's just too too much. Anyway, <laughs> we're sorry. Rant that, done. Yeah, written and no, authorised. <laughs> <Victoria. laughs> we're sorry that so many people that you take to the footy, including yeah, uh, pre-season you... games, are confused. <laughs> um, God, I think I, that is that. I may have just. I just. I think I just explained my dad's opinion of football now. Oh, good on you. 
you've changed. But what about, like, I think there are some rules that we can bring in and you go, that's okay. And, and rule changes freak people out. Like, I imagine when the centre square... Yeah. Came in, people would have been like, you can't have a fucking square Absolutely. on a round. It's a square yeah. peg in a in an oval ground. I mean, we were encouraging last year, if you remember, uh, the fly the flag rule. Yeah. So, Vic, that was when if somebody got punched by another player and then uh, the bump, uh, bump by blows the whistle, and I think it's at five minutes, I think, five yeah. minutes, and the other team can do whatever they want to him. Like, even, like, chairs. Oh, whatever. Know, yeah. You're weapons. flying the flag for your teammates. you're flying the flag, yeah. So then it's basically... And then the trainers come out and they clean things up and... Yeah. Carry. You can put their... Sorry, is this a dude thing, like, fight to the death? Yeah, in a way. I don't know. Death might get you a week. Yeah, you don't want that. Two down to one. <laughs> you don't want that in front of the kids. Nah. No. Two down to one for death. I say more fireworks, what they're doing at the T20. Big bash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More yeah. fireworks and cheerleaders. Yeah. Oh, you know what? If you want to have fireworks, because you can't have those things around the, the boundary, but... Uh, flames out of the goalpost. Out of the goalpost. Yes. Yeah. Work or when you're shooting for goal, it comes out. You go, no, that the the ball sins. That would have been a point. <laughs> yeah, they do love. Uh, it's real cricket for attention deficit people. Uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah. Music between every ball. Like I remember one a few years ago, and um, <laughs> between the ball, and they started playing the uh, the beginning of Sweet Child of Mine. Oh yeah. Oh, Tuesday night. And and anyway, they could play for like ten seconds, then the bowler comes in again. Everyone's like, oh, I want to hear the rest of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tuesday night, Adam. Tuesday yes, night, Victoria. Guns and Roses. Who's in town? My Ooh. friends, Axel and Slash. Heading down there. Yeah. Take me down to the paradise. And I hear uh, Angus Young from ACDC has been playing with them. He popped in on um, in Friday Sydney? night, I think, in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's exciting times. We gave a junk time pre, pre-game, pre-show tipple. Yeah. Sit around in our T-shirts. Loving it. So do you think the zones will work? Do you think they'll ever bring them in? I think things would have to get really bad. And also, it's it's the game plans too. You know, back in the day, like they used to Ross Lyon game plans, the Eagles Swans game plans. You know, ten. Well, yeah, years ago. Oh, five oh six grand finals. The game, were, you know, the ten game, goals each. The but. game was over by then, you know. But then Geelong came along, that free flowing, yeah. and then obviously another team came along and dominated don't the competition for. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear what you say. I, I don't think we need it. I think just leave it alone. I know they just want to see how it's going to look, but. When they start to look at things, you just go, that's going to happen next. And that disappoints me greatly. Cripsy, Patrick Cripps, heading back to WA. Guaranteed, isn't it, Adam? If oh. I'm leaving the Blues, if I fucking see, swap. If I fucking see cane corns in the street. Yeah. <laughs> fly the flag? I will fly the flag for the whole Carlton uh, brethren. How dare he say on his Adelaide radio show, I mean, what, is that, what does that fucking even mean? <laughs> he's got an Adelaide radio show and he says he heard on the grapevine what fucking... what. Fuck off, Kane Corns. So he's done an Andrew Jarman, essentially. He's yeah. gone with an unsubstantiated rumour. He's made something up. The rumour that Fifey was coming to the D's. It's been, it's been thrown around. Is that Definitely. right? Definitely. Yeah, Fifey's in the, in the pocket of everyone. And put okay. on, Hawthorne making a play. Well, he was, Kane Corns came out and said, Patrick Cripps, straight swap for uh, Nat Five. Now, you got word. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about your, yes. your inner, inner, inner knowledge? Inner knowledge. Inner knowledge. Speaking to some people in the know... Uh, who said that... The Baggers um, at, at, at Bluestown? Well, you didn't need to say that bit, but that's okay. It's a, it's a big, big organisation. It is a big organisation. I'm not saying you're talking to, you know, fucking bolts. Um, we could be talking to Bootstutter. Well, the Bootstutter. He, no, I don't want to sell a Bootstutter. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's got... Anyway, uh, I was talking to certain lips. people who let me in with certain knowledge that uh, apparently within the Fremantle Football Club, Nat Fife is not a very popular man. Oh! Because he's all, about, he's all about uh, the brand Fife. That's the appropriate noise to make, Vic. Yeah. 
So um, apparently, Jumped like, on scoop right because he, he's pushing himself to be captain over mm-hmm. there. They uh-huh. don't want David Mundy to be captain mm-hmm. anymore, and so he's going around, you know, getting the other players on board, going, Mate, campaigning. Come on board. Yeah, I'll vote campaigning. For you, vote for me. He's on the hustings, mm. and he's going, come on, it's all about the five man. Get on board the five train. Toot make, toot. make Fremantle great again. Yes, and uh, <laughs> he, he wants he wants the top job. Yep. Well, when you get a Brownlow, when you win a Brown Brownlow Young, where, where, what's next? What's next is you become captain uh-huh. and you win a premiership. Yeah, but see, all right, if, if he becomes captain, does that mean he re-signs the moment he becomes captain? Well, because you can't, you, you can't, can't be, be camping, campaigning for being captain on the idea that you're going to be there for one more year. Exactly. You've got, to, you've got to commit long-term. They want to see Ross Lyon-type commitment. They, yeah. want to be, they want to see you sign until 2020. Hmm. They want the journey to begin. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, Hogue's uh, re-signed with the D's, which was uh, surprising because mm-hmm. we thought we, he was going to go back to To uh, Freo, Perth. probably, yeah. Yeah, for the swap. Yeah. Or maybe the oh, long-term because we've only signed him to 2019. Okay. And That's still a good three years. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he'll, um, yep, come into it. And <laughs> <laughs> Something – hang on, let me just uh, – can we just pause for a second? Something – Makes me feel that you don't doubt uh, you doubt Jesse Hogan's talents at the minute. <laughs> talk us through it, Vic. Can I talk you? Th- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. And um, why is that? Because well, it's classic. He's a, he's a overhyped, and uh-huh. uh, he's he's the old school type of player. Kick it to me, and I'll put it through. Yeah. Uh, so he's a bit of a Gary Ablett. I hate yeah. those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kick goals all the time. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. But does he put it through? Uh, anyway, I but I mean this is classic attitude of a demon supporter. Uh-huh. I went down to Casey Fields to see the first <laughs> yeah, I know. women's uh, demons match, oh. and I was the only one in the audience uh, in the crowd going, "Oh come on, guys! Bloody hell! You, what are you doing? You fucking idiots!" Whereas oh, everyone else is really there positive. is like, "Oh, go Jennifer, you can do it." I'm like. What are you, did you just lose yeah. being a demon supporter? So what we're hearing is you brought your miserable men's yes. supporting feelings to the yes. women's game. Yes. So you're trying to infect everyone around you and bring down their positivity. <laughs> yeah, pretty now, who much. Invited that? Who invited a genuine Melbourne fan down here? I like <laughs> it. it for I like it. Get stuck into them, I say. Well, see, I, I don't think – it's amazing you have that feeling about your team, but Jack Watts doesn't. He said he has a feeling of secure confidence that Melbourne will perform strongly in 2017. Oh, mate, I've already called called a top four. Really? You're getting, yeah. the, you're getting the double chance. Top four, Viney Brownlow, it's going to happen. Okay. But I'm not. I'm just saying Hogues, Hogues and, and this might be with Hogues coming, We well, don't you know, even need flowering. him. He played really well when he wasn't in last year. When... Hmm? When Hogs wasn't in, you played. You had, yeah, you beat exactly, Hawthorne. Exactly, exactly. You didn't even end. So here it says, uh, what said the mindset of the group was vastly different to what it had been previous seasons. So basically, you know what he's saying, Paul Ruse, dud. <laughs> now that we've got Goody on board, Goody. he said, uh, everyone who's been here for a long time, it's that secure confidence that we're going to play well no matter what. Yeah, but what about this one? Yeah, we might get beaten someday. Well, okay, they might get beaten someday. <laughs> of course, that's going to happen uh, in footy. It can't always go your way. Okay, but we know that the, the way we're playing will stack up, and we're going to play really well. So we're going to play really well, but we might get beat. He's suggesting they <laughs> no, but I, I read that as he's suggesting they might go twenty-two and zero. 
He goes, yeah, we might get beaten. Yeah, if, if some team gets us on their day, yeah, yeah. And we have a down day <laughs> yeah, if where I'm... Watts doesn't kick seven, mm. he only gets like maybe four, three, so you he's... may get beaten. So, yeah, top four, I think you're right. He's talking very strongly. I'm very confident. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they made the eight this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, you guys should make the eight. I mean, if you don't make the eight, that is possibly the, the most disappointing season in the history of your club. <laughs> Thanks. I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but if you're a Demons fan, prepare to kill yourself. <laughs> uh, can, uh, can you guys quickly go through, because I'm a uh, one-eyed uh, Demon supporter, yeah. especially in the preseason, I'm, get, I'm getting fed, you know, how the Demons are preparing and how well they're preparing. Oh, you've had your best preseason ever. Oh, mate, the, the... They're flying. Well, okay, you know how I was complaining about technology before being yeah, yeah. infiltrating the game too much? But the social medias, the 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 access that I'm getting to the players pre-season at the moment uh-huh. is exciting. Yeah. Like, there's this there's the slow-mo footage of um, your old mate, Jordan Lewis, uh, yep. you know, shirtless, doing some twirly, you know, twirls out of a tackle, and it's just like, oh, God, we got yeah. this. I mean, we... we got this. Often they're called blind turns, but... Twirlies are good. <laughs> Twizzles. Yeah. Twizzlers. Yep. Come on, guys. We need more twirlies. <laughs> what are they calling? Blind turn. Blind turn. But that's okay. But you're talking about social media. You had a uh, someone very special will begin to follow you on Instagram. Rosie. Paul Rose. Oh. Paul Rose following me on he Insta. He tracked it out. How did you become across his path? Stalking. He followed me and I'm like, Rosie's on, on mm. Instagram. Why the hell did he follow me? Yeah. I just I recently commented on... Um, a demon's post where they What did had you a, say? Oh, there's a there's a woman Good twizzle. No, no, there's a there's a woman in the women's team of yeah, demons yeah. who looks exactly like Viney. So I'm like, oh it's Viney's twin. Okay. okay. Speaking of which is a long line of women players that look like men male players, male players. in the okay. league as well. Like there's a there's a Zach Dawson in the um, Collingwood team. There's a Ballantine hang on, in the hang on. Collingwood team. You mean team? there's there's a player who can't Kick and is terrible <laughs> and constantly gets a game. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Valentine, though, was on, uh, uh, was tagging Daisy. Oh, okay. So, so doppelgangers in the yeah, women's league. Yeah, yeah, totally. Check it out. So, Ruse's Instagram. So, is it a lot of shots of him in Hawaii with Tammy? Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, so. I was I was overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, so Rusey's followed me, mm. and he's telling me he stuck to his word, and he's taken his wife on a whirlwind tour of the world. Mm. He's done his job at the D's, and now he's taking a break. Good on him. Tammy's made a lot of sacrifices, which well, she has. Yeah, she had to sit back and watch him coach and win premierships and get paid millions. That's what we've heard. The yeah. poor thing. Um, but I think I think that would have been better served him going to Machu Picchu when you was when he was still coach. Like he would have come back with a different outlook on life. Maybe it's a high attitude or something for him. Well, yeah, is, it, is, is he going well? back to is he going back to commentating? Is he going back to Fox Footy? Uh, no. Well, on his Instagram profile, <laughs> it says he's. I think he's flogging um, some personal. I want to say fitness or training. He's doing the man shake thing, isn't he? Isn't it? He's in front of that to help help fat dudes lose weight just oh, through okay. shakes. Yeah. Yeah, well, Tammy... Oh, no, not the fat blaster. Something like that, yeah, but it's just a man-shake thing. Tammy does the kind of thing of life coaching kind of thing. Maybe oh, Reezy kind of does a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Gets involved, Something yeah. holistic? Yeah, I think a little yeah, bit. Yeah, They're a bit different, you know? So, yeah, mm. he, maybe he followed me for other reasons, not just because I'm a D supporter, but yeah. because I want to buy his... He's trying to make you a better person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like we um, deviated away from cane corns being a fucking moron. <laughs> and can I just put it out there that uh, I've heard it on pretty good authority that uh, Patrick Cripps is not leaving Carlton. Yeah. So just Pat- relax, Blue Baggers. Cripps, he tell you that? 
He, he didn't tell me personally, <laughs> but uh, I, I spoke to people. I was out in front of his house. His mum told me to fuck off, but <laughs> what about he's not our, going anywhere. What about our mate, old chop six, Dusty Martin? He has put <laughs> off his contract until the end of the year, which usually signifies that they will leave. Yeah. Usually does. His not manager, though, his manager came out and parked... The contract talks. Now, it's not a, not our mate manager. It's Rafi Carr. Ralph Carr. Who I think used to be married to Team Arena, if I'm thinking correctly. Oh, I think you're right. Head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so... Well, she finished off her career at Richmond. So, so I think she's <laughs> got a good... They've got a good uh, relationship. So a couple of years ago, Dusty did look around. He did the famous tour of the Giants uh, locale. Well, it says here in this article that Beanstalk. they made him go to the Giants. I think just to maybe stress Richmond out, get a bit more coin. Mm. You mm. know, a bit more Mr Miyagi money. Then it came back and... If I remember correctly, the giant said, "Oh no, we're not interested." Yeah. And so Dusty was left a bit high and dry, and so actually got unders for his contract. So he's probably been underpaid for the last what three years. Yeah, I mean and he's only on six hundred grand. Oh, dude. I'd say we get the Dusty Martin Kickstarter happening, but <laughs> a lot of that would go on flights to New Zealand. Mm, yeah. What's happening in New Zealand? Dad's dad. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dad his got dad deported. Got deported. And they wouldn't let him back into the country, yeah. uh, even though he claimed to be Indigenous. It's a colourful in- story. <laughs> and one that we probably Australia or New Zealand? Australia. Australia. And one that we certainly won't mock because we uh, think they're yeah, a, a we, tremendous we family. We said too much. Yeah. <laughs> they're a tremendous family. They're good people. I reckon he'll... I reckon Salt he'll, of the earth. I reckon he'll stay. I reckon he'll stay. I reckon Richmond will open up the checkbook for him. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they can afford to lose him. And also, I think he's kind of part of the furniture of Richmond. I think, you know... Like well, and I think they've done him. a lot for him. They've looked after him. Mm. I mean, they've tried to uh, get his dad back in the country. So little things like that. They're saying he's currently on 600 grand and he's received offers of more than a million bucks a year for Dusty. Uh, like I was saying before, like I've se- seen a lot of Melbourne pre-season. Uh-huh. Uh, you're kind of talking about um, Richmond pre-season. Uh, <laughs> What what does it look like? Uh, I mean, it's humiliating, <laughs> which is standard. I can't say I've gone down there and watched too much. I get a few glimpses on the train when you go by Punt Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, from a distance, they're looking all right. I think they're looking okay. They've got I Dion Prestia and Josh Caddy into the midfield, so that's gonna that will strengthen them a fair bit. And just release the pressure valve on Trent Cotnish, Trent Cotchin, now Brownlow medalist, so he can just relax oh, and yeah. get some more, you know, Brownlow votes and stuff. Deludio, of course, has gone up to the Giants to win a flag. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think Richmond will be thereabouts for the eight. I'm not sure they'll get back in, though. I must say the word on Lids, too. Oh, no, yeah? No, because he, he lives down the road from mum and dad. Mm. Uh, no word on anyone else moving into the property just yet. No sign out the front, no for lease. Oh, so, so he's coming on to it. Could be a private lease, could be an Airbnb, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Stage. Maybe they're just going to come back and pop back in every now and then, every few weekends. You know what? Whenever Because he could probably stay there when he comes down from a Melbourne game. Yeah, but I was going to say, whenever he's playing, whenever there's a GWS home game, Michael, I say you go down there and uh, berg the joint. <laughs> <laughs> I know where he is. Take yeah. advantage of it. Okay. Uh, didn't Delidio get injured uh, recently? Did a bit of a... Twinge the calf, old uh, man injury. Maybe, up yeah. At GWS. Actually, That's I don't not good. Don't remember any of that, but yeah, yeah. I'm not making it up, mate. Can I would I never do a, that. Can I ask about? I I, I don't want to know, hmm. but I do want to know. Mm-hmm. How are the Hawks doing? Uh, I think they're chugging along. They had a nice little family day yesterday. So there was a picture of Jack Gunston in the dunking tank. Oh no, cheeky little dunking. So tank. they're having a bit of a fun. Uh, Having pre-season, a good time. they're not working hard. Well, little Hodgie's handed over the captaincy. I think the big thing would be about Jaeger, whether he can get in the field this year. Yeah, they're putting mm. a, they've got a lot of eggs in his very handsome bucket <laughs> basket. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good-looking man. And uh, yeah, so they, you know, they have got rid of. Essentially, they've got two out and they've got two in. Uh, two younger versions of the two that went out. Well, they have done very well. 
with that. You, you're not selling me your pre-season at all. Oh, yeah, so... Well, if you're out, already please. top four, I'm, I'll say we're top four. So, we're, you know, it's, it's already getting pretty crowded up there. So we can't all be top four. Yeah, but also Where's they've taken... <laughs> oh, we're top 17 at least. <laughs> but they've taken on the liability that is Ty Vickery. So anything could happen down at, uh, down at Hawthorne. Yeah, but what about... Crazy. Everyone's worried about Collingwood as well. Like uh, Nathan Buckley said last year, if we don't make finals... I will be out of a job. And Eddie said, no, you won't. And you go, okay, that means he's, he's dead man walking. <laughs> and now Gary Purtis said something along the lines of even if they do make finals, that's not a guarantee. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking so since he said finals isn't the past month. <laughs> he can't win what is. So I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not, I suppose you have to. You have yeah. to win a flower. Yeah, you've got, you got to win the Brownlow himself. The first coach to ever win a Brownlow. So, yeah, so they even said <laughs> even if you... If you but what, what's the measure of that? You, you finish fifth and you win a first week final? Like, who, oh. who's ever been kicked out after that? Oh, well... Some people have been, but... Yeah. I think you'd be unlucky. Hmm. But maybe it's because of this. Like, uh, Nathan Buckley came out and said that Daniel Wells arrived at pre-season training out of shape. Didn't we all know that? Well, I know he injured himself in the first couple of weeks. They're paid... This is three, on a three-year deal for about half a million a year. Yeah. How out of shape? Oh, like Colin Sylvia. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah like, he was not looking good. That was like nine kilos or yeah, something. Yeah, he waddled, he waddled out there. <laughs> and even the horizontal stripes couldn't help him look slimmer. Didn't, didn't, didn't Daniel Wells like save somebody from drowning or something? Uh, okay, there was a story here. So they like to build things up in the preseason, you know, a- oh, yeah. anything that happens, any, any news they can find. Uh, and the article said, uh, Daniel Wells helped save a woman from drowning. Which is a, a fantastic thing to do. A noble thing to do. A very noble thing. Like, if, if we saw someone drowning, I think we would all hopefully help, depending yeah. on who the... Like, if Zach Dawson... Yeah, you, we'd you're work out who it is first. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> so, he's, um, he's, he's very religious. I didn't know that. Yeah. Daniel Wells, didn't you? No. No, he's uh, very into his faith. And he was in Israel, I believe, uh, on the Jordan River, which apparently, Michael, that's a, a very... That's a, a site of significance in Christianity as the place Jesus Christ was baptised, uh, as we all know. Yes. Peace be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, Wells and his tour group had attended Mass. By, by John the Baptist. Oh, is that how he got his nickname? Well, I suppose it's quite, quite, quite a... Uh, Straightforward nickname? <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Was it him that did it? Yeah, what are we... What are we how old was he? I think he was a grown man. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He's baptised in Jesus. Yeah, I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he got baptised as a kid. Like I think Jesus a, didn't. No, I think. Oh, he, he waited. I think you're a great man. Yeah. Oh. Like that's in, maybe the whole Baptist movement. Yeah. Well, that's, Why know, they get baptised in as, as adults? Oh, it makes <laughs> sense. This has taken a, a turn for a, a, it's a different... taken a clerical kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <turn>. <laughs> Anyway, oh, so after they'd uh, gone to that, uh, Wells and his tour group had attended Mass and were taking photos on the riverbank when one of the women in the group lost her footing, dun, dun, falling backwards and hitting her head. Ouch. Now, I believe she's wearing one of those concussion sensors, <laughs> so we know she's okay. Unconscious, she started to slide towards the water. Oh, my God, this is gripping. Yeah. A friend of Wells, John, doesn't the say whether it was John the Baptist, <laughs> just says John, grabbed the woman and Wells jumped in to help. Well, wait a second, John's more than you. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. The woman recovered and was able to continue the tour with the group. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, Wells on Tuesday spoke about the incident and I played down his involvement. He said, I was lucky enough to be in the right position to help her not slide into the water. Well, he played down the incident because he did fuck all. Yeah, John did it. Yeah. And then Wells came in after when John had done the heavy lifting. Yeah, and Wells said here, uh, John was probably the main guy and I just followed his lead and we helped her not slide into the water (laughs) while she was unconscious. What she was hoping is that fucking that... 
fat motherfucker didn't roll on top of her, <laughs> causing them both to drown. Are we going to interview John? We need to find out the story from John. Yeah, I want to hear about John. John's a hero. John should have a statue at the Jordan River. Yeah. Named after Michael Jordan, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it was a, a very holy uh, river for the for the bulls. What a what a uh, absolute spectrum of different pre-season. Oh, sorry, off-season mm-hmm. footy players have. Oh yeah. Is it not? I thought you know. There's there's go the, to Vegas. Yeah. Flatline. Mm. <laughs> Wells is there to save uh, that particular West Coast player who I won't name, just in case. Yeah. So this is back West. in November of last year. Yeah. So this is the end of season trip. Yeah. Yeah. So. Some people are, you know, doing doing the worm in Hong Kong on a taxi. <laughs> well, he's taking in, you know, the religious sites of uh, Israel. Each, each their own, yeah. Each of their own. But, uh, I want to know how Liber turned up to preset. Oh, yeah, fuck. Like, well, he would have learned a lot in the VFL, the Vietnamese Football League. Yeah, there's a lot to learn from that. He did his uh, learning tour. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your own knife. So, did, so where, where does Daniel Wells do his, like, pre-season training? Like, can you run up Mount Sinai? I'm just looking. Well, I'm looking at his Instagram. So, uh you you're of the you're of the religious you're a very religious man Michael oh, where, absolutely, where absolutely. would one train if one was in uh, I mean I around yeah, I was, those areas I was a Scientology uh, yeah buff but now I'm, uh, well you'd run up Mount I'm regarded Zenu, as an SP by a lot of people uh-huh. uh what would I do sorry where, how would you keep fit if you were training around Jerusalem and and the Holy Land uh, beat test in front of the Wailing Wall yeah I think you'd uh, probably so um, we'd try and climb the Wailing Wall wouldn't you probably go up to altitude throwing rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's always a good start. Yeah. I think go up and have some choice words with some gentlemen and then yeah. just run away as fast as you can. Yeah. So I'm not sure that Daniel Wells is quite the hero that uh, we all thought he was. Um, John Lomard didn't get invited to Buddy's wedding. Oh, no. This is awkward. That that club is fracturing un- right falling before apart. our eyes, isn't it? It's falling apart, isn't it? I mean, you've got to invite the coach. I know they kept it quiet because yeah. it was even a surprise to Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> According to, I think it was New Idea or Daily Mail. It was like, fuck, a surprise wedding. But uh, you, you invite the coach, don't you? Yeah. So on SEN, Tim Watson said, Johnny, a bit informal. I mean, I, I accept horse. Definitely accept horse. Or Mr. Longmire. Mm. Uh, we want to know, we know that it was a private affair, buddy's wedding, but mm. did you enjoy it? Longmire? No, I didn't go. Watson, as studio dissolves into laughter. Oh dear, how's the relationship between you and buddy? It's fine. It's all good. It was very low key. We spoke about the fact it was coming up. I thought they did a wonderful job to keep it as quiet as they did. Uh, they were able to enjoy a fantastic day. But would they? How would does been, he know? There would have been players there, though, surely. Oh, you definitely hope so. I figure. I wonder what Dan Hanbury would have gone. I wonder what the politics are of inviting the coach. So just to keep things and, nice. And does he does he still have a s- strong friendships? With the Hawthorne crew, do they fly up? That's a good a question. A I wonder if like a Ruffy was there. Oh, I think Ruffy was his best man, wasn't he? Uh, okay. And I think maybe Jordan Lewis might have been there as well. Yeah, okay. He was uh, third man up with the bouquet. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sharing secrets. Yeah, um, yeah Gibbo would have been annoyed, surely, if he didn't get invited. Oh, because some, some of the guests that Gibbo could have got to meet yeah. at that wedding, Ooh, he would have had a good time. Uh, so I'm basically saying that Buddy's going to leave the Swans by the end of this year. Maybe well, it's all earlier. over. Is yeah. he going to leave maybe the entire league? Like, is yeah. he, he's just, is his heart in it anymore? It's absolutely fractured. Well, he's had a lot of uh, grand final losses now and he wasn't used to that when he was playing at Hawthorne. So, hmm. I don't know. He does, if you're not inviting the coach, I think that sends a signal to the club where you go, I fucking hate this club. I tell you a little, and I hate everything about you. I tell you a little cheeky guy, Here little cheeky little friend down yeah. at uh, down at the GWS Giants, down mm-hmm. at the Beanstalk there. Old Heath Shaw. Oh, yeah, what's he up to? Little Heater. He's what's Heater up to? He's a cheeky little monkey. Mm-hmm. So there's the website uh, Airtasker. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's Airtasker do? Airtasker is an app that allows anyone to post a job they need doing from cleaning a house to walking a dog. All oh, right. So if you've, like, murdered someone, is that what happened? You get them to clean your house <laughs> forensically? and clean my house and okay. just don't poke around too much. Yeah. <laughs> leave, your, leave your fingerprints everywhere yeah, as well, yeah. please. Like, if you're Lockie Whitfield and you stayed at Craig Lambert, you go, yeah. I need everything cleaned out here. Yeah, I need a, I need new blood. Yeah, <laughs> I need some fake urine. Uh, here we go. He's put up there. Uh, replace me at training for a day <laughs> for a hundred bucks. He'll give you a hundred bucks if you replace him at training mm. for a day. Oh, cheeky little Heathy. Oh, cheeky little Heathy. And did you get any responses to uh, that? I don't think he did. Here we go. I need somebody reasonable physical condition to replace me at the GWS Giants for a full training day. The day will consist of some meetings, football skills training with extra running weights and Pilates. Oh, Pilates, not too bad. Mm. So far, Heath has received five concrete offers. Oh, concrete five. ones? Yeah, wow. including Chris, who says it will be a win-win because he needs to lose weight, and Rod, <laughs> who wants to know the time and location of the event and if lunch is provided. <laughs> There we go. That's the, that's 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 the one of the little little quirky stories of football. Well, I mean, the thing is now that um, Brett Deledio is up at the club, he's under pressure to be the prankster because Brett Deledio is the famously. probably the, the, the biggest prankster in the league. He famously hid uh, a key in tuna, a car key in tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking back. It was a car key in tuna. Um, and so and now so that then, he's competing then he, against him. Then he ruined the key as well. So he had to then buy a new Another key. Another key, which cost him $800. That much? Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think Vic understands. It was a key in tuna. Yeah, we got it explained to Vic. Like, he put a car key in, in, in tuna. tuna. Are you getting it? You're getting it. She's smiling. Now. Yeah, she's, she's not laughing as much she's as we She's not laughing out loud. Yeah. A tin or a fish? Oh, well, a tin. A tin. Yeah, sorry. Tin. Yeah, not, not an actual tuna. Yeah. 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 I mean... That would be cruel. Yeah, that's illogical. Yeah, and it's not as funny either. No, exactly. No, no, I not, mean, that's not funny. If you start a car key in yeah, a fish, in a fish, that's but in a, in a can of <laughs> processed fish. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> I don't it think Vic quite like, gets it. It sounds like what I did for my Year Twelve muck up day. Oh, it's better than that. What well, no, you? I got I put tuna in the heaters. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? Oh, dude. did people laugh? I didn't see what happened. The I effect. Just, I just, that is the effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So stupid. Nah, so that's where Lids has got you covered. He was there for the effect and it cost him 800 bucks, where it probably cost your school a lot more <laughs> yeah. than that. So anyway, Heathshaw is clearly under pressure to keep up with uh, that. So he's, he's putting out, you know, 100 bucks to train with the GWS, which I think is mocking the whole club. And I think it's a little bit of a, a slap in the face to the AFL. They've given everything they can to get this list up to where it is, and he's just fucking going, mm. oh, yeah, 100 bucks, yeah. come down and train. And it's not like if... I think he's brought the game into disrepute. Well, so you're not going to get away with it. No. Like if that Chris or whatever, mm. who wants to know if there's lunch, if he just shows up. You know what someone should have done? Because everyone thinks it's a big joke. They probably had the guy and it's good... Good coverage for the for the media, and if it's on the news and GWS get coverage, if a opposition team sends someone down there, like Ooh. say Dan Hanbury in a fake mustache, get all the inside meeting stuff. He goes back, goes horse. I know you weren't at uh, Buddy's wedding, yeah, but I can give you something that'll cheer you up. Yeah, <laughs> just put a smile on your face. Yeah, here's yeah. GWS's game plan. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking out. Okay, How'd first, you get that? First off, what we do is we get seventy five first round draft picks, <laughs> <laughs> and also and then we just play the waiting game. Yeah, and also I need a hundred bucks because I got to pay. <laughs> I oh, know Heath Shaw paid me a hundred bucks as well. Uh, Lee Matthews is stepping down from a couple of roles at the uh, Brisbane Lions, deputy chairman and football director. He's doing that because it's conflicting with his media roles. Oh fuck! So he's going to stay on the board of directors. So he's had three jobs there: no deputy so chairman, board of directors, and football director. How, how different are those? Deputy chairman and board of directors seem to be pretty similar. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. 
football manager, football director would be a tricky job, I reckon. Particularly right now. Was he overseeing the whole club? Did he did he get Chris Fagan in there? Was he a part of that, or did he step out of that? Because I've got a feeling he might stepped out of that yeah. one because I think he was like, yeah, probably shouldn't have picked Lepper, and I was involved in that one too, yeah. so he stepped out. So basically, he's stepping away because he's completely fucked the club. It well, sounds like his conflict is of interest is within all the roles that he's taken on as mm. well. Yeah. yeah, way too many. Well, he's I, like a dictator. Well, I suppose he feels like he can't tee off on Brisbane if he's talking um, on on the TV on th- or three AW when it's like. Oh, this this list management's been awful. Excuse me. Oh no, but I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, cool. <laughs> this list, well, this list management's been awful. Oh, by the way, I'm the guy who did the list management. <laughs> I did the so, list management. Yeah, but he did say, and it's, the only reason I bring it up is because I get to do this. Yeah. I believed on that function in brackets football director. Well, was in conflict with some of the time commitment and effectiveness of my various media roles. Yeah, well, I'm happy to remain on the board and continue to work out where I can, help out where I can. You know what, though? Because the board meeting's like probably eight times a year. Yeah, but if he did truly love the club, Mm. and he says he does, I mean, he's taken on all these roles, uh, why don't you quit the media? Quit the media. Quit the media, get the club back up to where it needs to be. What do you need more? What do you want more, Lethal? He's a little fame I think he's shown, yeah. Absolute little fame whore. He's angling for Logie. Yeah, I think he's shown where he's... um, where his heart lies, and yeah. that is not with the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. So I would get rid of him entirely. He's absolute fucking dis- up that club from within. He's an he was there disgrace. from the beginning, wasn't he? He got there in meaning or with the merge. Uh, was he no, I think the- Robert Walls might have coached the Lions, or John Northey. Uh, let me say, the beginning, Peter Knights, and then it was like uh, Paul Feltham, Feltham for a little bit, and then uh, Normie Dare, uh, Robert so- Walls, and then it was uh, Roger Merrish. Uh, no, it was uh, John Northey, Roger Marish, Lee Matthews in 99 came in, I believe. Okay. So... And he was there for about a and decade. And that's when they won all their... Yeah. So, yes, yes. Yeah. He, he is their most uh, successful coach. Yeah. But now, because of his love for 3RW and Channel 7, he's <laughs> bringing the club down from, from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty disappointing. I'm suggesting they're going to fold within about a year. Yeah. See, we've made some big calls. The line's <laughs> out. Buddy's out. Need to hear it. Uh, food poisoning down at Fremantle. We'll wrap up very shortly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, first off, I'll do plugs. Our live show. Yes. Doing a live show, Vic. That's what we're going to do on awesome. Friday, April 7 at 11 p.m. It's yeah, late get night a bit show. Loose. Yeah. <laughs> Guests to be confirmed, but uh, we're going to put up a try booking, so you type in junk time live show, I yeah. suppose. And uh, yes, it's going to be a ro- rollicking good time. Yeah, so that's a European beer cafe in the city. So if you've come to our previous uh, live shows. Yeah. In the last year or so, that's where they were. Yeah, we'll put a link up on our Twitter and Facebook. And also, the Old Chamber doing the Old Comedy Festival of Melbourne from April 10 to April 23 at the Imperial Hotel, 9.45. I did the Perth Fringe. Thank you very much to the Junk Timers that came along. My yep. those stories a lot of fun. Uh, and nice to have a bit of a chat to you. Stubby holders went off. <laughs> went off, mate. Yep. They went off. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for coming along. It was very cool. And, uh, and uh, enjoy. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. That's what I meant to say. Yes. And where can they find tickets for your show? At Tribe Booking as well. Top in Michael Chamberlain. Life in moderation. Yeah. There you go. And also, don't forget, you can get the stubby holders online at uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. We've got the AU chipping out and I threw the baby out with the bathwater. So get on board. Food poisoning down at Fremantle. Oh, they don't need that. Joel, Joel Hamlin. Joel and Hamlin, and who, who, was, who just won a, uh, won a premiership with, with the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, they got a pizza and that turned bad. No, you can't. You've got to be careful where you get your pizzas from. And why, why football players? The Colin Sylvia diet is hanging around Frio, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm a, if I'm a football player, I shouldn't be eating pizza. Yeah. I'm just looking it's at like... It's in the off-season. 
Yeah, I know, but that's when your skin folds blow out, Vic. That's when you come back, Tubby. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that this is a story because I think they've just missed training for a day or something. And they've well, that's big news. Oh, Michael. so they called it a sickie. Well, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the club has to confirm, you know, the two close friends have fallen ill after having pizza at a local food joint. Like, but he, really... he sure should be doing that up at GWS. Oh, faking Instead it. Instead of yeah. yeah doing the air tasks, just be like, oh, I got gastro. <laughs> Because no one questions gastro, do they? No, no they, they let don't. you go. They don't want you around the club because they don't want you spreading it. People don't want to know about it, yeah. Yeah, it's the one thing. But they said here Hamlin was admitted to hospital. Oh, that's pretty bad. To assist, with his, recover- to assist oh, with his recovery. So they're basically going, oh, that's get cool. him on the drip. Yeah. Get, the, get the fluids back into him. Stop being soft. So what? You can't, like, you're not confident when you go to, you know, fart. But oh, well, I can, see, I can see why that's a story then. Okay, here we go. Ah, Hayden Ballantyne is due to return the club tomorrow after being granted club-approved leave to travel to Japan for bit. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. Japan <laughs> for business purposes. What's going on over there? <laughs> Got to skip out to go and do a little bit of business over in what do we know Kyoto. About I don't Valentine know. What's he up to? What's he up businesses. to? Yeah, is he a member of the Yakuza? Knock-off footy jumpers. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps that's that's an interesting thing. What, what are you up to? Hayden if any Valentine? of our listeners out there have been in Tokyo, yeah. Kyoto, Osaka, any of the, anyone involved with the Freo Football Club, why was Hayden Ballantyne? I want to know what's going on. Is he selling like ninja stars? Developing an app. Yep, that's that's my okay. first one. Developing an app. Yep. I can't think of why he would be over there. We'll find out. I mean, they, they have a lovely little game over there called Pachinko, which is like, it's like the pokies, but a thousand times louder and more annoying. So perhaps he's going to start up a Pachinko China out in uh, Fremantle. Okay. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Oh, he's a smart man, Hayden Ballantyne. Import the, the Pachinkos. Yeah. That's where <laughs> he's at. Like, he's, he's a forward thinker. We don't have Pachinko in this country, and he's seen a hole in the market. Do, does, does Ballantyne have an Instagram? Maybe I'll add him and... Uh, do his pachinkoing in Melbourne or something. We can find that out. Perhaps, although it says here, Fremantle... Okay, all we had to do was maybe read on a little bit. Uh, Fremantle confirmed <laughs> Ballantyne's trip was organised as a part of the Genesis program. That's uh, J-E-N-E-S-Y-S, all capitals, so it's a, an acronym. An exchange-initiated uh, initiative designed to promote mutual understanding and friendly relations with Japanese people. Because I would say, since 1945, we have been... Angry with the Japanese people, like the hatred still runs deep. Like even when, because I went over there in October, and oh fuck, I was angry. <laughs> and I think what Hayden Ballantyne has tried to do, because how many people do you know that go to Japan a year? Not many. I mean, you know. Oh wait, there's some cheap flights. Yeah, I mean, there's apart some... from apart from the hundreds and thousands of Australians that have yeah. regularly gone to Japan over the last few years, and have gotten along really well with them, and had friendly relation and mutual understanding. Apart from those people, there's been a gap in the market. And I think Hayden Ballantyne has nailed it and gone, you know what, let's be friendly with Japan. And everyone goes, they are. He goes, more friendly. I think he's... More mutual understanding. I, th- I think he's gunning for a post-career uh, in international relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. A diplomat. A diplomat. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, a... so he wants to be set up in the embassy over there. Maybe like a uh, like foreign minister, kind of like yeah. the Julie Bishop of Australia. Yeah. Or maybe Japan are going to use him to like get under the skin of China. Yeah, I could see that happening. They send him over there and he's just there, just Genius. you know, yapping in their ears. Are you yeah. saying the only thing that stands between World War Three is Hayden Ballantyne? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's where we're at at the moment. <laughs> So it's a dangerous time in life. But I'm glad he's doing that because uh, before this I hated the Japanese people and now mm. the wall's broken down. Big fan. Yeah, it's a two-way street. Ross Lyon's been chatting to the media. He's been in Melbourne. He's been, he's been talking to everyone. He's been hanging out. Yeah. 
Um, you talked to Robbo. You, you seem quite inanimate by this story. Well, I'm just interested. Whenever, whenever Ross Lyon talks, mm-hmm. I, I listen. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it was... Robbo gets down to the nitty-gritty. If, if, if there's anything left unsaid, it doesn't need to be said anymore <laughs> because Robbo's talked to him. Yeah. He's asked him about whether Nat Fife will stay at the club yeah. and whether he and Nat Fife are good friends. Mm. And he said that uh, he had Nat Fife over... You know, we certainly respect each other, is what Ross Lyon... Oh, can you do... Can you... I'll try and find the bit. Um, so it's just under the photo there. I got it there. No, we certainly respect each other. No, no doubt we, we trust each other and... Nathan has been in my place for dinner with my family. So how do you reckon that comes about? He just goes, hey, hey Fifey, you want to come over for dinner? Yeah. Now, the question was, do you like each other? Oh, we respect each other? No, that, I, I wanted to do you like each other. Oh, we respect each other. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like each other? No. But it's also asking about whether or not he's got friendships with other, other teams and stuff. Mm. And he says he went to Brendan Goddard's wedding a few weeks ago. Do you reckon he would have had a reading? Do you get Ross up for a reading at your wedding? <laughs> oh, this is a letter from St. John to the Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Nick. And he, he says here he gets regular calls from Eamon Buchanan. Yep. Who wants to talk to Eamon Buchanan? He went to Nick Rewatt's wedding. Yeah. So he's staying in touch with the Saints players. He went to Buddy's wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, he loves him. Actually, all other coaches, all 17 other coaches <laughs> were at yeah. Buddy's wedding, but not John Lamont. Just the horse was, was not allowed to go. He went to the Harvard Business School over summer. You went off to learn. Well, well fucking Harvard. Well, I think there, yeah, and he said it's the, uh, he went to Harvard Business School and it's the, the course that Damien Hardwick had done. Mm. Um, if anything says don't go to the Harvard Business course, <laughs> it's because it's the one that Damien Hardwick's done. What, what, what has that got him? They hardly promote that. They kind of put that <laughs> yeah, in, they, they they put that in small print. Did Damien Hardwick come in? No. <laughs> uh, pretty sure a different, different Damien Hardwick. That's only been uh, Clarko and uh, yeah. you know, Luke Beveridge. Anybody who won the flag for the last 10 years, they have been here definitely, my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, just move that Damien Hardwick sign just around the back. Yeah. And it says here, Robbo asks him, tough question, who's your best friend in footy? And uh, Ross Lyon says, I've got lots of them. Mm. And then he says, Sauce. He goes, oh, I would think he's a good mate. I didn't know they were mates. Oh, he was at the Blues, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He coached at the Blues and uh, played at Fitzroy. Did, uh, did Ross Lyon play at Cartley? He may have. Uh, no, it was, uh, wasn't it Fitzroy, Fitzroy and, and St Kilda? Did he right? play at the Saints? I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, good mates at Bruzy. I'm going to have a coffee with him. Post this, probably talk about your Instagram, Vic. Yep. Awesome. Uh, he stayed at his place over Christmas. So Tammy would have been there as well. <laughs> Is that a bit weird? Like if you're an adult and I said, Chambo, come over to my place. Mm. Come over yeah. if you're going to be over. Yeah, and you, know, you I'm, say, I'm not crashing. No, no. you stay at a hotel. I'm going home. You're a rich coach. You sign until 2020. Yeah. Which... get a fucking hotel, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing weird about a, what, 45, 50-year-old man kind of... <laughs> staying in another 45, 50-year-old man's place. Staying on a couch. Yeah. Oh, Ross, put some... Oh, on. wait, couch? No, he's going to have the guest bedroom. True, true. Actually, Tammy and Paul, uh, Tammy and Paul would give up their room. Oh, and sleep on the couch. There'd be a futon. Yeah, there'd be a futon in that house. And then, of course, they bring up the topic of Zach Dawson, and uh, he said, "Robbo says you and Zach remind me of Kevin Sheedy and Kevin Walsh." Which is a big slap to Kevin Walsh there. Mm. And then Ross <laughs> says, "Yeah, he's a good player, Kevin Walsh. He ran straight. He competed." Is that what you want from He you? ran straight. Ran straight. Straight lines. Didn't deviate. Wasn't Sorry, scared of anyone. Sorry, that's the best quality that a, a footy player has. It's pretty hard to run straight, Vic. It's pretty hard. Have you tried it? You're running straight? Straight. <laughs> Just like A to B, don't go through. Don't like do a little C. On a muddy ground. Yeah. Mm. Maybe you're like one. Maybe your boots are uneven like the studs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ran 
That's a degree. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've named a medal at Essendon for uh, the straightest running player. Gets the Kevin Walsh <laughs> yeah. medal. And also at the same time with Zach, like he's r- trying to run straight and he's also fumbling the ball at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. it's very difficult to do. Yeah. Very it's hard difficult. to run straight under a hail of booze. <laughs> and then Mark Robinson <laughs> says... straight. I mean, it's in, in the wrong direction, but he's running yeah, straight. still straight. Yeah, yeah, it's towards the opposition goal. Yeah, or usually running straight to the bench <laughs> <laughs> to cop a spray from the coach. Yeah. And then Mark Robinson says his kicking wasn't great. And then Ross Lyon, sticking up for his own player, says, yeah, Zach's kicking is his weakness. But anyone who pots his ability to defend, well, we've clearly got a different opinion. Well, Ross, I'd like to say you have a different opinion with um, thousands and thousands of St Kilda <laughs> and Fremantle supporters. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, should we do a few quick footballers in real life? Yes, absolutely. Here from Andrew. I uh, was at York Peninsula, South Australia, over Christmas. When Lovely I place of Australia. Called into Ardrossan, Ardrossan Foodland. Uh-huh. Ahead walked in um, Sam Jacobs. Sammy J. Uh, I immediately thought of you guys and kept close eye on him, in brackets. Well, following, followed legally speaking. <laughs> Uh, as I know you need details, he sampled some watermelons and was weighing them. Not sure what a guy estimated 500k a year needs to do to needs to know much about one of the cheapest and most readily available fruits <laughs> it's going to cost him. My wife informed me that the heavily regimented dietary requirements of an AFL player might require him to know exact quantities of the food he consumes. Oh, but I think he's just a tight ass. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. That's very kind of you. Um, well, I would say that they'd be slightly more expensive because they're further up the York Peninsula. So sh- you're not shipping. talking, yeah, you're not talking your city prices for watermelon. Yeah, but you know, if he's if he's made the trip up there, that's a sacrifice you got to make. Maybe he's, it's over summer, over Christmas. It's very warm, particularly in that part of uh, South Australia. Yeah, maybe. Um, what do you call it? No, Dehydrated. No, he's just working out the sizes because he's making a watermelon melon helmet. Oh, I wouldn't put that past him. That's a fair. That's a fair point. If he's watching the cricket, you got to stay cool. Yeah. Um, here we go from Taylor. Spotted Collingwood seal side bottom. Jeremy Howe, Adam Oxley at the Cobram Baruga. Baruga. <laughs> Sounds like a, a golf club. Uh, had it on good authority that they booked a room at the club. Lovely. Still was seen walking back towards the rooms while Jeremy and Adam, Adam, Adam ordered beers at the bar. Oh, it's good to see him. You know, relaxing over summer. They're not worried about making the finals. They're going to make it. They're not worried about Bucks. They don't give a shit if Bucks is going to be there next year. They're having beers, having froffies. Bucks who? Yeah. Here we go from Alex. Growing up near Geelong, I had plenty of exposure to AFL players. I went to an all-boys school in Geelong that has had plenty of legends come out of it, such as Jimmy Bartel, Cameron Ling, Nick Maxwell. Well, okay. Jimmy Bartel, Cameron Ling. <laughs> <laughs> but one day... Many years ago, I was in year seven. I was at my locker getting ready for homeroom when my n- mate knocked my red down ball out of my hand. Oh, got to be careful. fell from the balcony. A yep. year 12, Alan Christensen picked up my down ball and didn't even look up at the balcony or bat an eyelid, just pocketed the down ball and walked away. <laughs> I'll never forget that red down ball. And as for Bundy, I hope he's having fun playing for Brisbane. Theft. That's That's disgusting. Young theft. That poor man probably is... Sworn off AFL football mm. for the rest of his life yeah. because of that bully. Yeah, you dream of that kind of stuff. I remember I was about five years old, six yep. years old. We went down to the beach. I had a book called Spot's First Walk uh-huh. and I dropped it. Yep. And then I noticed that there was another family. that I dropped another book as well, but they, the family picked up these two books. One was Spot's First Walk and my mum and dad weren't – they didn't want to go over. They were too embarrassed. They didn't want to go over and – And get it. your book oh. back. They say, are they, are they your books? Because even to this day, like, they would go – um, they talk about it being Spot's last walk. <laughs> so did, you, did your relationship with your spot, parents I change? I see a Spot book and I do I remember that. I get traumatised. Yeah, because yeah. I love that book. I love Sorry, Spot. Mate. Yeah. 
Sorry to hear that. that I, hate to, I hate to ruin. I hate to leave the podcast on a bummer like that. No, okay. that's okay. Before we leave, can I tell you my spotting over the summer? Yeah. You, uh, Rosie, when you when we saw each other down uh, as we entered the building, yeah, outside Wayne Jackson Studios. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. Uh, you asked me how, how what's been going on. Mm-hmm. I should have told you the highlight of my summer. Here we go. Shame why Woden. No. 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 Okay. No. I've moved on. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fifteen years later. Uh-huh. Luke Bevo Beveridge oh. swims at my local pool. Which is where? GSAC. Where's that? That is in Bentley. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I was going down there to do my uh, couple of laps in the 50 metre and I spotted a long-haired, stocky thick man. <laughs> yep. Thick neck. Yep. You know, Metal- shoulders for days. Metalist. Not a medal on him. <laughs> um, and How's he's rig? His his rig's fantastic. Yeah, I was I was I was shamelessly perving. Mm. Terrible swimmer. Doesn't Maybe he's rehabilitating rehabilitating some knee injury, but it was all arms, and he doesn't have many arms, like much arms. They're very stocky. Yeah. Anyway, um, I you know he did a couple of laps, uh, yep. got out. That was probably the highlight of my entire summer. Wore the uh, small black speedo. I oh, really? see. I thought he would have been in the Okanui's or something because yeah. he's a skater. You know. Um, is there is there a, uh, like a skate park near our Bentley one? There is. No, no, ne- next door. Yes. Oh yeah, he would have gone oh, for dude, a roll. He's just had a skate. And yeah, then he's, and he's come just down for a cool and cool off. Yeah. yeah, of course. Two I and cooled one. off after, jumped in his lane, and just drank as much water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Victoria, for joining us. Very, very, very kind of you. Again, a reminder, our live show, live show with special guests to be confirmed, April 7, uh, Imperial Hotel, 11pm, Old Chamber, doing comedy for No, the European Beer Cafe, mate. Don't send them on a bum steer. Oh, did I say Imperial? Yeah, you oh, did. I'm at the Imperial Hotel. You uh, confused everyone. Fucking start again. Uh, junk time, live, 11pm, April 7, des- at the European Beer Cafe. Uh, Guess to be confirmed, but they'll be crackers. I mean, when haven't they been? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also my stand-up doing, shouting uh, swear words at people for an hour. Yep. Oh, there's some, there's some quality gear, Adam. There's Is there? There's quality gear. You've given Perth a run. <laughs> April 10 to 23. Uh, tickets at Try Booking. Also, you can look at comedyfestival.com.au. Yes. And we were going to invite Horse Longmire to the uh, live junk time, but I think they're playing that night. So, unfortunately, you can't make it. Will we? No. No. <laughs> yeah, it was a callback to what happened before in okay. the show. Sorry. Yeah, I, no, I, good. I don't pay attention to what you say. <laughs> we'll see you later. Go Hawks. Go Dees. Go Blues. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.